Welcome back. I'm Tamara Taggart, and I am so excited that you've joined us today for the Beyond Hypnosis Meditation Circle. We do this every Saturday at 3 p.m. And today, our spiritual inspiration is from Reverend Ike's Secrets for Health, Joy, Prosperity for You, a Science of Living Study Guide. And today our topic is (laughs) to always, always recognize that if you're going to become partnered up in any relationship, you're looking for a spouse, someone to build your life with, scripture tells us to be evenly yoked, does it not? Well, Reverend Ike admonishes us today to make sure that we are right within ourselves before we unite with someone else. Now, one of the beauties of becoming an elder now is that a lot of what most people are doing in their 20s and 30s, 40s, even 50s, I have already done it. And so with all of the spiritual admonishment, the scriptures, and the life experience, I can definitely speak to the importance of being evenly yoked with someone. And also the use of the law of attraction or the science of spiritual living principles. These are going to take you a long way. Recognize that just like everything else in life, the law applies to creating a relationship with others. And when you think about it, everything that we do is in relationship with other things, whether it is with a resource such as money, or it's with a relationship with a significant other, a relationship with a business partner, even a relationship with ourselves. (laughs) And so all of these things are all tied into the law. And how you do one thing is generally how you're going to be doing everything. So it's super important to really get a grasp and trust in the law, trust in the Lord, because you will have more uh, fulfilling, more satisfying, more peaceful experiences. There is wisdom that comes with growing older. And that's one of the things that I am appreciating about not only embracing the silver crown, but also learning from the past missteps, because I thought that I could do it all by myself. (laughs) I thought I didn't need anyone to tell me how to do anything. And that's kind of how we are when we are in our our teens and our 20s, 30s, sometimes even to the 40s. And we come back full circle to draw upon what we have been taught and draw upon what we've seen happen in the world to others and uh, hopefully learn from that. So I'm going to jump into chapter 28, Reverend Ike's wonderful book, Be Right Before You Unite. And Reverend Ike admonishes us to take these five relationship hacks that I have pulled out of his chapter. And the first hack is knowledge 
to create financial, emotional, and spiritual stability within yourself before you come together with someone else. And ideally, they have done the same. So I just invite you, when you're planning your future, you want a significant other in your life, make sure that you are evenly yoked with someone else who has the same mindset, that they too are going to have done some deep work on themselves before the two of you come together as one. Number two, the second relationship hack here is knowledge to resist trying the knot with anyone until you really love yourself correctly. And loving yourself correctly is not about ego. Loving yourself correctly is to know that you are the divine source, living, being, and acting, and demonstrating as you. That you are God. You're not the almighty God. You're not the creator. You are a creation. However, God is in you, demonstrating as you. And you have free will to do the best that you can with all the resources that you've been given in beautiful ways. And in keeping the law, in maintaining the vibration of this divine source that's within you, everything's going to work out just fine. And so loving that you is so key. Because there's no way that you can love anyone else correctly until you really love that divine source that is in you, that is as you and the same about other people. Seeing God in them, namaste. The God in me sees the God in you. We recognize one another and treating each other accordingly. That is how we can have peaceful and whole loving relationships with one another. Whether it's romantic, whether it's business, or whether it's just people that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis out in the world. The third relationship hack is the knowledge to not make anybody else responsible for your happiness. Now that's a big one <laughs> because somehow in the fairy tale of uh, relationships in film, in TV, in popular culture, people are always looking for someone to complete them and expecting people to make them happy thinking that this is what relationship is about. No, you've got a set point of happiness that if somebody else comes along and adds to it, you are going to go back to your set point. Your level of happiness is the true level. Everything else that someone else can apply to you or add to you, it is fleeting. Because at the end of the day, wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> So it's so important to be happy within yourself, with yourself, to be able to really enjoy your own company, to be able to know that you can satisfy your own needs before you go out looking for somebody else to satisfy you and, and take care of your needs. All right, relationship hack number, oh, I guess we have more than I thought. Okay, here we are, we're at four. 
the knowledge that those who you attract into your life are only and can only be reflections of who you are inside. Whoa. Now that is some heavy responsibility on your shoulders, is it not? That the people who you have brought into your life, if you think about folks in the past, folks in the, in the present, just think about it. That everyone was drawn to you and you attracted them into your world because of something that is in you. I like to think of it as a lighthouse beacon. <laughs> And hey, if you're calling out in the world saying I'm a victim, guess what? You're going to attract folks to oblige you. You will attract victimizers since you're a victim. Yeah, it goes just like that. So you can't blame other people. You've got to start here. Now, certainly other people can act badly in the world, destructive, but know that you call everyone into your world according to what's going on inside so that is responsibility final one relationship hack knowledge to be willing to change if you're already in a relationship and have not applied these hacks so the knowledge of of looking at okay i'm in a relationship and it's something that i do want to a savage like let's just say that you do want to salvage it that you do want to improve it that the two of you can work together to make it better by recognizing that you must do your own internal work that you must agree to grow sometimes we get into relationships where when things start to change, the relationship can fall apart. Well, be willing to accept that. That sometimes the relationship cannot endure growth. Remembering that we are here to grow and to expand. We are not here to stay the same and in misery. So if that means that a relationship should break apart, then it should. This is something that you have to deal with within that relationship, two adults making decisions. So it's not about being together for worse. It's about being together for better because you can do bad all by yourself. But the beauty of it is when you find someone whom you're with already, who's willing to do this work who's willing to really make these adjustments, then you can ride off together in an improved and happier relationship when the two of you realize who you really are and who each other really is, okay? So those are those five relationship hacks. And I just uh, wanna also outline the scriptures that are the inspiration in this particular chapter. And Reverend Ike is talking very seriously here. This might make some people uncomfortable. You know, a lot of us are raised to look at money as something that's dubious or problematic, the root of all evil. Well, this is not the case. Money is also tied into these laws of the universe, that the relationship that we have with money is going to directly impact our ability to attract and to have money in our lives. 
And yes, we live in this physical plane. So money is important. Okay. Just really get grounded in that. There is no shame in really desiring and enjoying money. That is how you are to have a better relationship with it. Just like anything else in life. And so the scriptures are, and this I pray that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Philippians 1, 9. Yeah, the hope is that your love is going to get better and better, but, but with judgment and with knowledge of the truth, not of lies and of stories and fairy tales, but about reality of what is true. The next scripture is money answers all things. Yeah. Did you know that scripture was in there? Well, it's in Ecclesiastes 10, 19. Money answers all things. So money is necessary. It is something that we do need to embrace. And we do want it in abundance because that is going to add to our lives. Reverend Ike admonishes us to make sure that we have taken care of our ability to pay for our own needs, to take care of our rent, to take care of our food and the things that we want in life as individuals before we come together with someone else. And this is for men and women. Even though in our society, um, men are seen as the breadwinners and maybe many men still feel that way that they need to. Many women still agree with that, that this is the balance of it um, because of our natural propensities, you know. But the main thing is that when you are coming together with someone, you need to be whole and complete before you come in. If we are moving into a relationship out of fear and neediness, Things are bound to turn out badly. Remembering the law that when you enter into fear, when there's a belief in lack that there's not enough, there's desperation, that you must have something, you must have someone to take care of you, you are going to have problems. Okay? And so this is super, super important. Another aspect that Reverend Ike says, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and read it here. Um, Reverend Ike speaks to the fact that, you know, there's no, there's no honey if there's no money. You know, he says it's a lot easier to love and to be loved when you love yourself enough to stand up and take care of your own needs. Relationships get a lot more tense when there's not enough food to eat when you have to worry about the rent. Even the Bible says, and this is that scripture again, bread is for the laughter of workers and wine itself makes life rejoice. But money is what meets a response in all things. You must be able to have that financial supply. And just like everything else, you can attract all the money that you need and more. You can with following these principles and living by these laws. 
and letting go of that old belief that money is wicked or evil and having judgment towards the wealth. Because if you believe that people who have financial supply, who are wealthy, who have beautiful things, who have the freedom to do whatever they like in life, if you believe that they are wicked and that there's something wrong with them, that they're hateful or whatever, then guess what? Your subconscious mind isn't gonna allow you to have that. <laughs> Your subconscious mind believes that money is gonna get you in trouble. And so if that belief is there, represented in your judgment of others who haven't, you're going to struggle with achieving abundance and wealth in your life. And why struggle? When the world is universally abundant, there's enough of everything to go around. And abundance isn't always represented in cash. Abundance comes in many different ways. Money is just a physical representative. It's a currency of exchange that we utilize to exchange abundance to one another. Okay, so change that relationship with money if you're still struggling with that. Our relationship with money is much like relationship with people. When we appreciate and we accept and give attention to positive attention to an individual, we have a good relationship and they're bound to be drawn to us as well. Well, the same is true about money. I just invite you to listen to the podcast, why the love of money is the key to financial abundance. Um, I will put the link down in the description box. Uh, this is on the uh, blog talk radio. And it's super important that we shift that belief and right here and right now, especially if you were going to invite someone else in your life. Okay. Uh, another part here that Reverend Ike um, brings up that is just so very key. Um, in his work as a minister, he performs weddings and, and unites people in marriage. He really dislikes those old-fashioned marriage vows that speak to for better or worse, sickness and health, uh, for richer or poorer. He really detests those because we all know that our words are very powerful. Our words outpicture in our lives the experiences that we're going to have. And so why not start off on a good foot by speaking positive words that when you get married, Write your, your own wedding affirmation that is speaking to the energy, the personality, if you will, of your marriage union. So make it for better. Make it for richer. Make it for health. This is what we're speaking to. We have the power to speak things into our lives. In fact, we do all the time whether we know it or not but this right here is all about us being conscious of what we do of becoming conscious sentient beings of who we really are and utilizing it in the best way possible isaiah speaks to this in isaiah 55 11, the word that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which I please. 
this is not just speaking about God. It's not just speaking about Isaiah, prophets, Jesus. This is speaking to you as a human being who has a divine source of creation right there within you. This is the truth about you. This is why heartfelt, energy-backed affirmations work. We proclaim and speak our lives, our desires into existence. And that's why we want to be careful about the way we use words, especially when you are creating and building a life with someone else. So design your own vows. Make them beautiful. Make them outpicture the experience of life that the two of you want to have together. Speaking to the better, the richer, the health, the abundance. Okay? You can really get creative there. And I just invite you to, I know Reverend Ike speaks to the fact that he always, you know, before he will marry two people, they have to have premarital counseling. This is going to get people in order so that they can prepare for the long journey of marriage. Partnerships are challenging when you're bringing together two different people. So it's super key to make sure that you have that. I offer that prenuptial uh, coaching in Beyond Hypnosis where people can begin to understand one another so that they are moving along the path together and recognizing who they are. Oftentimes when one is moving spiritually out in front of the other, the other can get lost in the mix. And so if you want to stay together, it's so important to grow together spiritually. Quotes to remember. Hasty marriage seldom proveth well. Shakespeare. Between here and the pearly gates, you need some money, honey. <laughs> Reverend Ike. Of a good beginning cometh a good end. John Haywood. Romance without finance is no good. Reverend Ike. And let's move into our affirmative prayer treatment. Remembering that prayer is not about changing God. God is already as good as God is going to get. And God has given you everything. The prayer treatment, the spiritual mind treatment, is all about you preparing yourself to receive. Are you ready to receive? Remember that from last time? Are you ready to receive? Repeat after me, line for line, and do it with feeling. Pull up the feeling tone. That's the whole crux of this. Having those visualizing, centralizing words coming out of your mouth brings things forth in ways that you never imagined. Right here and right now, I resolve to love myself correctly. I know that I must be right with myself before I can be right with someone else. 
I see myself as a whole, happy and healthy individual. I let the love of God in me radiate from me. The love of God in me draws to me all the right people for every right purpose. Because I am right with myself, everyone and everything is compelled to be right with me. And so it is. Thank you, Mother, Father, God in me for that truth. Those truths are powerful. I just invite you to replay this and say those often to yourself. Say them with feeling. See them as true for you in every aspect of life. And your words will go out before you and attract everything that you need. And so right now, this is all the time we have today for our meditation circle. Members, I'll see you over at the Patreon to have the full experience of the deeper meditation that we're going to work on here, visualization and centralization. But for those of you who are leaving us now, I just thank you so much for joining us again here for the meditation circle. You may want to consider having the full experience by becoming a Beyond member by going to patreon.com forward slash beyond hypnosis to enjoy the entire scope of everything. But until then, in peace, in wisdom, in health, in abundance, I bid you farewell. I love you. This is Tamara Taggart. Until next time.